Are you feeling spooky yet? Yeah, I got scared a minute ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just a feeling of dread. I can understand that. It was vague. Well, most of my feelings are vague, I feel like. Yeah, I don't feel very deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have many of them. Not no more. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling very spooky at the moment. I've been going out and looking for more monsters. Oh, yeah. And I haven't found any yet. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, the guy in the woods asked us for weed yesterday, and we lied and said we didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another guy in the woods who was looking for his knife. So there's a whole collection of miscreants. Saw a man drive a truck down the flood wall and then passed us, and then he got out of his car and did a bunch of push-ups and then got back in his car and left. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't really know what he was about. So, there aren't a bunch of monsters, but there are a bunch of psychos out there, which are human monsters. Oh, yeah. Just like Anthony Perkins. <laughs> right? He was a psycho. Oh, yeah. And uh, baby Lee Ray. He was a psycho who I made up just now. <laughs> Psychos and where to find them. Well, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Yeah. Five weeks of frights really getting off to a turbo-blasted start. It's penetrating my brain even as we speak. <laughs> no, I haven't done too much spooky stuff yet because it's still September. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, uh, I feel like I watched a scary movie. I started watching Messiah of Evil, and then I fell asleep. Oh, yeah. It was quite good, what yeah, I saw. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie, but I could see it being one that could also put you to sleep. Yeah, I was it was late at night. It was my I Might Fall Asleep movie, so I just accept it sometimes. Yeah. And I, haven't, I don't think I've seen anything else scary recently. I haven't watched any movies. Well, I can think of one movie that I've watched recently that was uh, certainly... It was terrifying? Uh, spooky. That would be The Bride's Initiation. Oh, yeah. That one was very... You're right. That was the one. <laughs> I just watched it and I forgot. <laughs> um, also known as Demon's Brew. Yes. And one other name that's just for like a short edited version. It's like the Saucy Witch and the... Dracula and the Dirty Old Witch. Yeah. That's a good title, too. <laughs> that is. She is pox-covered. She is. She has been poxed. The Bride's Initiation, a film by a man named Duncan Stewart. Yes. And what a film. Yeah. What a blast. You know, we can think back to last year when we watched uh, Dracula Sucks. Mm -hmm. We got the Tale of Dracula... Really just retold in uh, a porno. Yes, Down to uh, the universal script more or less being used. Right. This is a different take on the Dracula's mythos. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a take unlike any other. It's also, I feel like it's an improved version of uh, the premise from Dark Dreams. Where a married couple gets in over their head with supernatural terrors. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I think this one, just from the outset, I think we're setting ourselves up a little bit better than we were last year. Yeah. We're, we're firmer on our feet, and we don't let our pants so easily in the face of terror. <laughs> so the films this year, I believe, will be of a higher quality overall. We will see. I'm not going to give that promise. I'm going to promise it. Okay. I'm telling you right now, if you don't like the films that get picked, it's going to be personal. <laughs> yeah, The Bride's Initiation is uh, starring Mark Brock as Dracula. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have an appearance uh, that really isn't on screen a whole lot, but uh, she is an important character. We have Carol Connors. Yeah, she's... Uh, Miss Richmond. She kind of occupies the back half of the film. Yeah. It's sort of like two mini-films, in a way. <laughs> in a way, yes. But they have a lot in common as far as just being bananas. Mm-hmm. They are bananas. 
There are two bananas in pajamas coming down the stairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else that we need to say about Demon's Brew before we get started, a.k.a. the Bride's Initiation? Vampires are erotic. Vampires walk amongst us every day. They walk amongst us every day, and they're the probably the sexiest people that you see. Wait, vampires don't walk among us every day, unless you walk at night. Oh, uh, yeah, vampires walk among us every night. Blade can walk in the day. He's a daywalker. I would say that vampires walk with us every day, but daywalkers walk with us just occasionally. No. Well, I'm just saying that if I go walking... There's vampires? There's go- There's gonna be vampires, but I might not run into a daywalker, just because of their rarity. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. Not there probably aren't a lot out there. Yeah, but they are out there, like Wesley Snipes and uh, Mark Brock. Oh yes, and Mark Brock, <laughs> Dracula. Yeah, the, in the Bride's Initiation. Dracula, the Daywalker. <laughs> I think vampires are best left to the professionals. Would you say Duncan Stewart is a professional? I would. I would say. Of the many vampire films I've seen, it hits the mark. It surely does. It hits something. It hits, uh... I think he's, he hits a lot of people. He has a whip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, well, uh, let's go ahead. We'll take a break real quick, and then we'll be back to talk more about The Bride's Initiation. my palm yeah okay it says in this book that you are possessed of insanity of an erotic character oh no yeah it's because the star on the mount of the moon connected by a line of influence with the mount of venus this is all in your hand you see what i'm pointing at oh yes uh a star at the end of this branch of the line of heart Drooping into the Mount of the Moon, all that. Oh. It means you're a pervert. Oh, well. Because your hand's covered in cum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll do it every time. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the Raincoat Report. Uh, I'm doing Raincoat Institute work uh, on the occult arts. <laughs> yes. I'm reading palms now. But so many palms are so dirty these days. And just all sliced up. <laughs> that it's getting hard out here to read palms in the way that we have become accustomed to. So I'm looking for innovations in palmistry. I'm happy to hear that this is what you're doing with your life now. Yeah, I'm writing my own book about palmistry. This one that I found on the table is far too long. There's just a million different pictures of hands here, and it took me god awful forever to figure out that you were a crazed pervert <laughs> um, oh fuck this hand's destroyed let's talk about the movie i don't like this all right so the bride's initiation opens with a shot of a steeple and we see a bride and groom running out of a church and uh they jump into a car and they chauffeured Climbs in and drives off. Yes. There's no one at this wedding. Yeah, other than the bride and groom. They were the only two. Yeah. That's what we call a budget-saving move. Yes. (laughs) We see them start to make out in the back seat, and then we immediately cut to a shot of the moon, and then cut to Dracula. Yeah. (laughs) Who's pacing around his room. Yes. And we get our bride's initiation title card. They drive away, and I don't think the door is closed all the way when they first go. (laughs) So I'm glad no one fell out. Thank God. As far as I know. We cut back to Dracula pacing around his basement, basically. Uh, We cut to the bride and groom making out in the backseat of the car, and uh, 
His hands are climbing up her legs and dress, and we see a shot of her panties as he keeps pawing his way in. Yeah. She pulls his hand away after a minute. He says, we're married now, but she says, not here. Not she that, says... Not with that chauffeur watching. Yeah. She he, points out the chauffeur who keeps uh, taking peeks into the back seat. Yeah, he has a scarred up face. Yes, he does. Why do freaks always end up as like vampire servants? <laughs> I don't know. There's just something to it. It's like, uh, this is Jack Birch. Yeah, bother of Thora Birch, because uh, oh, she was, yeah. Carol Connors is her mom. That's right. And she, once again, she was in Hocus Pocus. Exactly. <laughs> and that's all you need to know about Thora. Oh, they named her Thora because they were expecting a boy? And I'm like, that doesn't track to me. Thora sounds like a woman's name. Maybe they were going to call her Thor. Right. I don't know. But he's here, and he's a chauffeur. Yes, James. Oh, with the scarred up face. Yeah. They're going back and forth. They mentioned how hard it was to keep her a virgin. And finally, they decide to go ahead. So the groom pulls down the bride's panties and uh, starts to finger her. We see them kiss more. And finally, he starts to stroke his dick. We cut back to Dracula, shirtless and pacing. Yeah, I think he was shirtless before, too, but... Yes. Oh, yes, yes. He's, he was. He rarely wears a shirt. No, he, just briefly. Yeah. His servants walk in, two women. He asks them, well, they say, no news yet, master. Dracula accuses them of trying to sabotage his operation, and he grabs a whip and chases them away. <laughs> <laughs> we then see the old witch of the alternate titles... Dirty old witch. Uh, yes, the dirty old witch. She is brewing some stuff in a room with two chained up women. I think it's all the same room. Mostly, yeah. No, I think Dracula's got his own room separate. Got, he does have his own little separate room, but I feel like... I don't know which one he's in when it begins. I thought he was in the bigger one. I thought that he went from his room to this room, but I, I might be wrong. Yeah, in the end it doesn't matter. Uh, no, it doesn't. I'm sorry. So Dracula starts to chase him around that room with the witch, regardless of whether or not it was the same room he was always in. Um, so he starts yelling at all the women. Uh, amongst other things, he says to one of the women on the wall that he wouldn't give her a drop of his sperm for two weeks as he's whipping her. <laughs> yes, he does. We cut back to the car, and the bride mentions how strong the groom is and starts to blow him. Uh, the chauffeur, James, keeps taking peeks as classical music's playing. James picks up the car phone and calls Dracula, who answers, having to stop his whipping to do so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dracula's lair is very cheap. It sure is. But I love it. James tells him that he has them. He knows that he's hard and she's sucking. But Dracula tells him to stop them. You know I need every drop. He says, yes, sir. Uh, I noted that his windshield wipers were going at first, even though there wasn't raining. Yeah, I think he hit them by accident. I think he did that thing where you <laughs> yeah. smack them. Yeah. Um, so he turns them off. He rolls up the partition window between the cab and the back part of the uh, car. And then he gasses them. <laughs> Yes, and, and uh, she collapses with her uh, mouth on his dick still. Yeah, frozen in time. Yes. James tells Dracula he's on the way. So we see him pull up and honking his horn. Dracula sends his servant girls to go get them. Dracula starts to threaten the witch about random shit and says he'll be in his room. She says it's going to be okay. So we see the bride waking up uh, with... Her husband's dick still in his mouth. Immediately, she goes straight back to sucking. Yeah. As uh, the servants and James pull them out of the car. We cut to Dracula inside, and he's naked now. So yes. he puts... I don't know what these were, like weird little straps on his feet? Yes, they are what appear to be little, like, belts. Yes. For his feet. They have big, like... Uh, pilgrim belt buckles on them yeah. <laughs> and they're just wrapped around his bare feet yes 
Um, he also puts on a golden belt about yes. his waist and then his large Dracula cape. Yes, he does. And that completes the ensemble. Uh, what else you need to notice here is that Dracula has a reflection. Yes, he sure does. He yeah. looks at himself in the mirror a lot in this movie. Yes. I guess it's, uh, if it's going to be expensive to do, you may as well just uh, embrace it. But yeah. maybe you don't need to include the mirror. I don't know. This place <laughs> looks like it might have been like a sex club or something. Perhaps. It's just a very plain room. Yeah. I'm not really sure what this place is. Dracula servants carry the bride in while James carries in the groom. They're back in the room where the women are chained to the wall, but now there's a big bed in the room. Dracula finishes posing in front of his mirror and walks into this room. He gets a look at the bride and says she's beautiful. They say she's still a virgin. And he says good because he needs a virgin in order to get 48 hours of more life. The rules of this are very uh, confusing. They're com- they're complicated. Uh, I don't think that they're consistent <laughs> through the film. No, they don't seem to be applied evenly, making it all the more confusing. Yes. He introduces himself saying, Count Dracula at your fucking service. <laughs> he says that she's going to have a great wedding night. He says, as soon as my brew is ready, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. Uh, he's going on and on, and he says, Dracula's prick is the mightiest in the world. The bride cries out for her groom, who's George. I forgot that. Yeah, he and he's out cold. James pulls down George's pants and splashes him with water to awaken him. And then Dracula's two servants go over and start to blow George. Yeah, he throws like the chamber pot on him. Oh, is that what that is? I believe so. He just douses him in piss. That makes sense. He's like, ah, take this vampire waste. <laughs> Uh, the bride's watching on upset and calling out George as he's getting blown by these servants. Uh, he doesn't seem like he gets fully conscious, although he does have a boner. Uh, meanwhile, the witch is shuffling around doing witch business. She's making up a big batch of what looks like liquid soap. Yes. It's just All the bubbles just look like when you just overflow the soap. <laughs> uh, like when you're doing the dishes. The two servants stroke George to finish him off into a goblet. We get some close-up of Dracula's eyes as he's watching. Yes. Um, there's a chant about the sperm at some point. Is oh, it yeah. A, is it in this scene? It might be. In, it might not be in this scene. I don't know. Dracula tells the witch to hurry up. He says, be careful, old crone. I need every drop. And she cackles as she collects the cum. Yes. Uh, Dracula tells the bride that he'll make her happier than George would have. He tells James to tie up George and makes a comment about him not wanting George to interrupt him taking her flower. Dracula then sits down in a wicker chair. Yeah, he has a a wonderful... That's his throne. (laughs) That's his throne as a wicker chair. It's a nice one, though. It's like one of those ones with like the big high back. Like, with, kind like, of, elaborate yeah. designs and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it is a nice wicker chair. I would like one like that. I would. But he's also Dracula. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So it's a bit, it's not really his brand. <laughs> right. The servants undress the bride. We get more close-ups of Dracula's eyes as he's watching. They lay her down, and then it becomes obvious that she has, like, weird early 70s fake tits. Mm-hmm. She does. They don't really lay down. They just kind of stay there like balloons. Yeah, they just stay in the the one position. Yeah. It's fine. Um, it's all good. When James ties up George, his hands are just tied together, but, like, not to anything else. Yeah, you know, it's you're like, oh, I can't get away. My hands are tied together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Dracula also has a black light poster in his lair. Oh, yes, he sure does. Yes. I, I got a glimpse of it early in the movie. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And then, yeah, I got a better look at it later. It's uh, it's groovy. That's what I would call it. The witch comes over to the bride and hands her a goblet of something and makes her drink it. Meanwhile, the servants are licking and sucking on the bride's tits. Then we cut to a cop on the phone. And then another walks in with a hooligan that they've uh, locked up. Yeah. 
They're in, like, a police station from, like, an Ed Wood film. <laughs> yes. Uh, a couple walks in saying that they want to talk to a detective about their daughter and son-in-law being missing. The cop gets on the phone and calls someone up and tells them to wait. Uh, the cop takes more calls as the hooligan stares on and gestures with the parents. This definitely seems like part of this, or actually all of this, could have been cut out of the movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> This little uh, hooligan doesn't amount to much. No, and the other cop doesn't either. It's a different cop they talk to later. Yeah. They probably could have just left that part in and left all of this out. You gotta set it up. <laughs> I guess it is a 69-minute film. Yeah. you gotta Or 68 or something. Yeah, you gotta keep everything you shoot, basically. <laughs> yeah. We cut back to the servants and the bride, and they're fingering and licking her now as Dracula chants on encouraging them. Uh, the witch is doing her brew stuff and then walks over to Dracula, presenting him with a white brew. She says to drink and fuck that virgin well. <laughs> so uh, apparently the witch makes some sort of brew with the cum yeah. of a younger man. Yes. That Dracula then drinks. And, and then makes fucks. him more, yeah, it makes him more potent. But then he fucks a virgin and can live for 48 more hours. Yeah, it's a complicated process to keep this Dracula alive. But I think that, like, if it wasn't a virgin, if he fucked a woman, it would be 24 hours. I feel like that's said at some point. I think so. He doesn't get, he doesn't do blood at all. He just does fucking and drinking cum. Yes. <laughs> Just fucking and drinking cum. Um, Dracula says, a toast to Dracula. Long yeah. live Dracula. A toast and, to Dracula and his foot belts. And may the sperm of the young enter my body so that I may live and fuck every day for eternity. Yes. As you living are dead and buried, I'll still enjoy the pussies of my choice. Yes, he's... A melodramatic Dracula. <laughs> he sure is. He's got some great lines. He is, um, like the closest, like, analog to, like, this character would be, like, Dr. Like, Frankenfurter. <laughs> uh, I think this, this predates the film, but I don't know if it predates, like, the stage play. I think maybe not. Yeah, but, uh, definitely they got it up on screen first. And that's all that matters. Exactly. No one cares about the theater. <laughs> So he drinks his cum cocktail, and <laughs> <laughs> there's a thunder crack. The camera cuts to his face, and then he smiles, and it pans down to show his cock is hard now. And uh, he gives it a few strokes, and then walks over to the bride, pulling her towards him. They start to make out, while George is just rolling on the ground, <laughs> with his hands tied to each other. Yeah. Dracula taunts one of the chained-up girls and tells her her days are over. He asks the other if she'd like to be unchained to suck that guy's dick. She says yes, but he laughs and says no. He explains that they were his old servants, but they were falling in love with the men he was getting sperm from, so they had to be chained up. And he had to get new servants. There's like three episodes of Night Gallery about a vampire robbing a blood bank. Oh, yeah? There should be at least one with this Dracula robbing a sperm bank. <laughs> yes, there should be. The bride starts to laugh and is going along with all of this now. That uh, drink that she got from the witch really loosened her up, apparently. Yeah, it's a fine demon's brew. Dracula tells the chained-up women to watch and suffer. <laughs> so the bride lays down and the servants undress Dracula... He climbs down and starts to make out with the bride as George is struggling watching. Why'd he put all that on just to take it back off? I don't know. It's not enough to really need to take off. I don't know. Maybe it's just ceremonial to him. I think so. These are my ceremonial footstraps. <laughs> it's one of the strangest... <laughs> it's one of the strangest things I've ever seen someone put on their foot. And I don't know what benefit it adds at all. But I'm glad it's here. Dracula starts to lick the bride's nipples and work her bush a bit, and then he starts to go down on her. He then lays down, and the bride kisses all over him and starts to blow him. It's at that point that we cut back to that police station, 
And we see uh, the parents talking to the detective there who walks them into his office. They explain they haven't gotten a call. The inspector says they might be sleeping. They called the hotel, though, and they said that the guests never arrived. The inspector suggests maybe they got a room at another hotel. Parents explain that they got the brown suite with the champagne. There's no way they wouldn't have gone there. Uh, They're registered at the Black Eagle Hotel under Townsend. The inspector calls the hotel and confirms that they never arrived. The parents explain that the chauffeur drove a rental limousine from the place, so then the inspector starts to call the car rental place. The car rental place says that the car was canceled, and their car and chauffeur never left the premises. It's at this point that the inspector says that there is some cause for concern. So the parents describe the car and the chauffeur to him. The inspector says that there's reason to believe that they were kidnapped, and he's going to try to figure out whose car it is. Yeah. They uh, give him the model and the color, and he says there's not a lot of those around here. So then he calls (laughs) the registration office for cars. He tells the parents to go home and uh, says that maybe the kidnappers will try to call them. So I was very tickled with him, this film, this sequence, just being several (laughs) phone calls in a row. Um, Also at the beginning, when the mother starts to explain things to the police captain he is like you need to be quiet and let your husband tell me what happened oh yeah <laughs> <sighs> uh, it does end up moving the plot but through like the laziest way ever yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, i don't know it's it's right up there with uh the person who goes to the library and looks at newspapers and yeah. then finds the answer right yeah uh, but even that can be more exciting. Uh, I love microfiche. Uh, I'm not into a man making a chain of calls. Uh, yeah, especially since we only hear one side of any of the calls anyway. Yeah, and <laughs> it's pretty good, though. Um, I love it. We cut back to the witch witching around and the bride blowing Dracula. The bride then gets on top and starts to ride Dracula reverse cowgirl. We then cut back to the inspector, and he's on the phone still. Uh, Talking to the registration office, he figures out there's only three cars of that type in the county. One that's at the rental place that they've already talked to. One to another dude, but the final one is registered to a Count Dracula. (laughs) Uh, He recognizes this name and thinks that this is a joke, but he confirms it with the person at the registration office, and he... Gets the address and then walks off, noting that it's so crazy. Dracula is pretty bold just to operate as Dracula. Yeah. (laughs) When his name is obviously universally known. (laughs) We cut back to reverse cowgirl as uh, the bride's riding Dracula, and then she lays down and Dracula mounts her missionary. He then pulls out and the witch finishes him off into a big goblet. Yeah. As we hear a this high is where the rhyme, chant. Yeah, this is where the chant is. Dracula is coming! Dracula is coming! And then I couldn't make out most of it. Yeah. But I, it ends with precious sperm. That much <laughs> I know for sure. Yeah, every sperm is sacred. It sure is. Yeah. Uh, this is where the little chant was from. Yeah, it was very <laughs> good. They use a bigger chalice to collect the Dracula sperm, too. Yeah, they do. You need and, the big boy cup. <laughs> The witch giggles and walks away with the cum goblet. Uh, Dracula notes that she was a virgin, so so she's good for another 24 hours. He tells James to get rid of George. The witch says that he'll need his sperm tomorrow, but then Dracula confirms they won't need it because he fucked a virgin. Sure. I guess that plays into it, too. It's <laughs> If you can fuck a virgin, you get like... You get it's just like a very nice power-up. You get, like, double the benefits that you would if you just fucked a normal girl or drank some random guy's cum. I guess so. You get both. Even though he drank the cum anyway. Maybe he just has to drink the cum to get hard first. I think that that's the thing. Is like, that's why they had to uh, milk George before he started to fuck the bride. Yeah. I don't know if he always needs both components. It's complicated. I don't know. It's very confusing. I think he has to fuck the virgins to stay alive, but he needs to eat the cum... 
to get hard. He should but, do... But he said that he didn't need George. I don't because, know. This is confusing. especially she fucked the virgin because I, it, I told you it gives you double benefits. But I think later on, not to spoil too much, I think they end up needing George anyway. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Why don't they just use James? I don't know. Maybe he's been, like, castrated. That could be. He cut his balls off. Or the same accident that scarred him took his balls. Tragic. Ripped him from seam to seam. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to the servants tucking Dracula in for bed in his coffin. (laughs) They uh, missed his dick with perfume and put Mm -hmm. a pillow under his balls. Yes. That's how the master must sleep. Yes. His pillow, the balls cradled gently on a pillow. Yes. <laughs> they say goodnight and close the coffin. We then see the witch again. Uh, I think her makeup was different now, but whatever. She sneaks up to the coffin and opens it up, and then she starts to kiss and suck Dracula's cock a bit, which wakes him up. Yeah. Uh, and then he starts to yell at her about disturbing him. Yeah, he always calls her... It sounds like he's saying crone, but it kind of sounds like he's also saying crow. No. <laughs> I really couldn't make out which of those words he was actually saying, but he's always yelling at this witch. Yes, he is. He is not grateful. Don't treat me badly as a palm reader. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't want you to get ideas from this movie. <laughs> don't, don't whip me if I wake you up with a little suckle. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> She tells him that she has news. She says that Olivia is in love with the groom's prick. She's seen it, and uh, he threatens to kill her if she's lying, but she says she's not lying. He tells the witch she knows what to do, so she closes the coffin after he notes that he's cold and walks off. So Olivia is one of the servants. Yeah, one of the two. One women. of the active servants, the ones yeah. that's not chained up. Yeah, they have one breast out. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the women on the wall have two breasts out. Oh yeah. That's how you know where you stand with Dracula. <laughs> we cut to James outside with the groom hanging from a tree, and uh, James is holding George's severed cock. <laughs> James comes back inside as the witch is holding a goblet, and he presents her with the severed cock wrapped up in cloth. She says it's marvelous and puts it on a serving tray, and it's still kind of sitting in a cradle of cloth. Yeah, we can't really see it very well. No. She shows Olivia, the servant who is in red, the severed dick, and she cries out and collapses, to which James laughs hysterically. Uh, He then shackles her to the wall in between the other two uh, women that were chained up. Yes. The witch laughs, and we cut to Dracula opening his coffin. He sits up and gets out and spends a lot of time looking at himself in the mirror. James walks in, and he asks James if everything is in order, and he says everything is okay. Dracula says he wants to go for a ride and asks James to prepare his clothes. We cut back to the inspector driving a car. Then we cut back to Dracula getting dressed, looking in the mirror. He notes that cleanliness is next to godliness. Uh, James hands him his whip before they walk out of the room. (laughs) They end up in the room with the prisoners, and the witch presents Dracula with the severed dick. He wakes up Olivia, saying he has a gift for her. She looks at the severed cock and cries again, and everybody but her chuckles. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) You not get the joke? Dracula says to prepare the bride for duties of assistance, and then says that he'll be out for a while. He needs to get some polluted air. Mm. So then we see a car pulling into a residence, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, this detective's going to show up just in time to either miss Dracula or run into him. But actually, he showed up at the other person's house. Yeah, he had to go, he has to follow every lead. And he decided to pick the random person rather than Dracula. Yeah, he's like, someone's been kidnapped. Um, (laughs) It's probably not Dracula. Right? (laughs) I think I would just do Dracula first just to get that one out of the way. Yeah, I feel like even if I didn't have a strong suspicion for him, I would still think that that was the one that I needed to 
just get out of the way so I could relax a little bit. Yeah, and I'm like, once I get this obvious red herring out of the way, I can really put up my heels and not worry about solving this case. Right. So he knocks at the door and a housekeeper answers. Uh, The people that live there are out of town. But we get this back and forth with them talking about the car, the uh, limousine that they own. Yes. And she explains that Bobby, the chauffeur, drives it, but he's on vacation, just went down to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She They're says, coming to visit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll be here soon. Bobby, the chauffeur, on the next episode. Yeah. He's going to tell us about his week of fright. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Kentucky. The housekeeper mentions that they took the car to the service station just yesterday. The inspector asked to see the car, and she says okay. I think she mentioned that it was in the garage earlier, but it's just sitting outside. I really think this guy should have gone to Dracula's first. I still think, yeah. (laughs) This is clearly nothing. We then see James and Dracula riding around. He spots a woman in the other car. And it's uh, Carol Connors as Miss Richmond. He tells James to follow the other car and don't you lose it. Yeah, this is when I noticed that Dracula is out in the daylight, (laughs) just cruising around. Uh, They follow and the car pulls into an alley and she gets out with her groceries. Dracula approaches and they lock eyes for a moment and then he follows her as she's holding her groceries. She opens up the apartment and she thanks him. And he says that he's her obedient servant. So he leaves and she shuts the door, seeming a bit concerned. Yeah, look at the guy. Yeah. I don't know if we really mentioned it about Dracula, but his face makeup looks like Al Lewis and the Munsters. Yes, it does. Uh, And it ends like right at his neck. Yes, it does. Yeah. He looks just like an old man vampire. At first I thought he was an old man. But he's not. He's not too old. He's in decent shape. And uh, you can tell because he's shirtless so often. Yes, you can. Dracula gets back in the car and says, All these years, now finally, the waiting is over. I know I love her. And I shall always love her. He says something about how he's keeping a gift for years for the woman he wants to be with. See, I feel like this is where we've entered kind of like the second mini film right. of it. The bride's gone. She's doesn't come back yeah (laughs) that's over the bride's been initiated (laughs) so uh dracula gives james the gift and tells her to bring it to miss richmond and gives her the apartment number we then see miss richmond on the phone with a friend she says that the guy that she saw she almost thought he was dracula the doorbell rings and it's james who says he has a package for her and he hands over the gift and leaves She asks who would send her a present and starts to open it. She gets it open and finds an enormous diamond ring in it. She notes it's just her size and beautiful, but there's no card. She doesn't know who it's from. She keeps asking herself who it is. Cut back to Dracula walking into his place. He tells everybody tonight's the night. He tells the witch to get working on her brew. She reminds him that they've already disposed the groom. But he tells her to do whatever it takes and leaves. So the witch seems to try to get James to do it here. That is, uh, provide the seed for this brew. But he says that he needs to go to the Richmond house and be there right at midnight. Oh, yeah. Uh, So he could provide it, but he just doesn't do it most of the time. I guess not. Maybe he just likes drinking different cum. Maybe he doesn't like the taste of James. He hates James's cum. I think so. <laughs> I think that might be it. He doesn't like the flavor. Uh, Dracula yells something like, No sperm? Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> Even though it was his idea to get rid of George in the first place. Right. Dracula's not an easy guy to work for. Uh, no, he seems like a tough boss. Yeah. You really never know which Dracula you're going to get when you're coming in that day. <laughs> so we see the inspector outside, and as he's walking around a car, James sneaks up behind him and knocks him out. Yes. But he carries him inside into the room with all the prisoners and ties him up. Uh, again, I think it's just his hands tied together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the witch is excited, and James starts to 
undress the inspector, leaving him bottomless. We then see Miss Richmond in bed reading in a sheer nightgown. She turns off her light and lays down. We then hear a bell tolling and Dracula opening his eyes. We cut back and forth to Dracula sitting in his coffin and uh, Miss Richmond close-ups with them. She opens her eyes and sits up and approaches the window. Then we hear him talking to her, I guess telepathically, telling her to come to him. Uh, she, he notes to be careful on the steps. <laughs> uh, she doesn't shut her door on the way out, so she definitely got robbed. Yeah, they came and took all her stuff while yes. she was hypnotized. She gets in the back of James's car, and we see Dracula getting out of his coffin and uh, gazing at a goblet before walking into the next room where he looks at the inspector, checking out his dick and noting that he looks good. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, inspector starts to talk and he tells him to shut up before he whips the soul out of him. (laughs) I love that Dracula has a wit. Yes. I cherish him. We see the witch brewing more stuff and... uh, we cut to two servants blowing the inspector. I don't know if one of these is Olivia or not. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> but two servants are blowing the inspector. And he's doing his damnedest to not get hard. Uh, Dracula tells the witch to get the glass because he's already about to come. The girls keep blowing him. Dracula says, give, baby, give. More. And they finish him off into a goblet and the witch laughs. Dracula says this is her last brew for him. Miss Richmond will be his brew from now on. She'll make him the happiest Dracula in the whole long line of Draculas. <laughs> I don't understand this part. So just once Dracula finds his true love, he doesn't have to do any of the vampire stuff anymore? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he won't need to drink cum, uh, cum potions, I guess. Yeah, not nearly as often. Sometimes you just need a little energy boost, though. Yeah, and sometimes just for fun. They taste good. <laughs> right. Nice, thick, and sticky. Yeah. It's a gooey delight. So Mr. Richmond walks into Dracula's lair, and staring off, she lays down. Dracula says, I'll fuck your pussy like no one ever did. The witch presents the brew to him, tells him to drink and be happy. He says he doesn't need her anymore and tells everybody to get out. With just the prisoners in the room still chained up, he drinks the potion and we hear a thunder crack. Miss Richmond sits up and says, Come to me, my love, reaching out to him. He looks at her and then he turns around and darts toward the inspector. He says, I love you to the inspector. I must make love to you now. The inspector says, are you kidding? My husband would kill me. Smash cut to credits. Yes, that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the bride's initiation. I feel like I've been initiated in a way. Haven't we all been initiated? I feel like I'm in the secret society. We chug cum. (laughs) Uh, Well, with that, we'll go ahead and take a break, and then we'll be back to talk about the bride's initiation in our raincoat review. Yes, Jeremy's talking about how the local Domino's is not offering delivery at the moment, so when I went to order a pizza, they told me to fuck off. You were thwarted. I was thwarted, I was abused, and I won't take it. Okay, you're gonna go up there with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well we're back on the raincoat report for the raincoat review. Oh boy, I'll take it. Alright, take it. The Bride's Initiation is a 
charming little curiosity. It's a film about vampires. Mm-hmm. It's a film about witches, and it's a film about sperm potions. It is. And the intersection of those three things. So I think as a kickoff to our five weeks of fright, we made the right choice. It's not an exceptionally well-directed film. It doesn't look <laughs> great. It's got that je ne sais quoi. It's got a lot of spunk to it. It does have a lot of spunk to it. More ways than one. Yeah. It's a film that I have a hard time classifying because the porn kind of goes out the window about halfway through. Right. Um, the back half is just a more straightforward movie. Yeah. Uh, or a more, maybe like a more sexploitation kind of way. Right. So I think Carol Connors gets naked, but nothing happens to her. Right. Which, uh, it's bait. That's what they call that. It's bait and switch. <laughs> She's on the poster. She is. Um, <laughs> that said, it's a it's a wild little film. I don't think I've ever seen a Dracula quite like this before. No. Uh, and I don't think I've really seen a film quite like this before either. It revels in its weird, stupid sexuality. Uh, <laughs> Mark Brock hams up every single scene he's in and definitely steals the show. For sure. To me, it's almost like a just Franco film with some like Ed Wood style incompetence in filmmaking. Yeah. But it's got a lot of the same elements that like a Franco film would have. It's got its uh, supernatural stuff. It's got a weird little deformed sidekick who handles <laughs> everything. It has a whip. That's yeah. very important. And it just kind of has some of that general like eroticism of his films. Yeah. Without it necessarily being super explicit the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it was very enjoyable. This film overall, I had a good time watching it. It's just short enough that it doesn't drag on yeah. for too long. I'm sure they could have had another 15 minutes of people making phone calls. <laughs> but thankfully, <laughs> they left that out. It's a real goofball off the wall uh, horror porn film i would definitely recommend it and i give it a three and a half all right what, what say you what say i um i think that the bride's initiation was a wonderful way to kick off five weeks of fright uh it was a delightful good time getting to meet a new dracula with a new way of doing things yeah um it's the only narrative porn film that i've seen where uh Part of the plot was drinking cum cocktails. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I think that is a part of the narrative of one of Franco's erotic films. That uh, seems likely. Yeah, so you can put that on the checklist I, I came up with. <laughs> but uh, it's quite a story. I think that the fact that it veers off into this thing with the inspector that doesn't really matter to the plot other than him being there to come towards the end. Mm -hmm. um, and like, there's no resolution to any of the plot lines in this. No, it just ends abruptly on a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be the best case scenario for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think that it's really just funny that there is a bit of development. Well, I wouldn't say development. There's a, there's seeds for a lot of plot lines that you mm. would expect to be uh, reaped by the end of the film. And mm. uh, ultimately, they just got dropped off a cliff. Yeah, they don't do it. They Like, she, what happened to the bride? She just disappeared. She's gone. That's why I think, I think Demon's Brew is probably a better title for this. Perhaps, yeah. It doesn't. They initiate that bride, and then she's gone. Right. She doesn't hang around to... Uh, see anything else i don't understand why carol connors couldn't have been the bride i'm gonna talk to mr stewart well i think they wanted to have two women well, i don't know put the other woman last yeah yeah you're right you're right i'm right i don't know i'm very confused by it the but other lady had fake tits on a c-section scar she's, right she's no carol connors you're right it's a, it's kind of a nightmare in that sense, <laughs> but uh, I think that it was a delightful watch. Uh, it, oh yeah, it made me feel good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just it's... 
<laughs> just watching this Dracula be a crazy man and uh, whipping his servants, whipping his servants and yelling and putting, cursing and just putting on his odd regalia. Yes, uh, he was a delightful person, and if he was having a party, I would think about it at least. I would go to this Dracula's party. It would definitely be like the party in Rocky Horror. Oh yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> What do you want to give this one? Uh, I'm going to give this one three and a half stars as well. Excellent. That's the perfect score for this movie. It truly is, and we've scientifically proven it. Yeah. The Raincoat Institute has worked out a perfect way to rate movies. (laughs) And it's based on my whim while I'm talking. Yes. Excellent. Well. That's science, baby. That's science, baby. And that's the first of five weeks of fright, baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you're scared now. Might want to duck out, but we're just getting warmed up. Yes, we sure are. We are going to make your skin all creepy crawly. Yes, we are. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report. Yes. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, tell a friend. Let them know what's going on here. Uh, get them to listen. Yeah. Uh, every listen helps. Every listen counts. Uh, RaincoatReport at gmail.com if you want to send us something uh, pornographic. Yeah. Or money. Pornographic money. Pornographic money. Like a coin with uh, one side's an eagle and the other side's a butthole. (laughs) Yes. So uh, if you're going to Dracula's party this Halloween and uh, you're going to be served uh, his fine brews and cocktails... Don't forget your raincoat. That would cause a mess if you spilled it. Oh, yeah. The raincoat, it just slides right off. Yes. (laughs) 